Hey everybody, just real quick before the show started, uh, this is Steve, and I just wanted to let you know, for all the latest information on our podcast, hit us up on Twitter at EILF Movies, that's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art, or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday, or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict. Uh, basically, Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one-life plot holes and gratuitous movies, it's time to get busy with your friend Stephen Izzy. What day is it? What year? 2018. What happened here? Judgment Day happened. We can win this war. You're outnumbered by machines. And we have all lost so very much. This is not the future my mother warned me about. I'm Steve. And I miss you. And this is Everything, Everything I, learned I Learned From Movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. <laughs> Sissified sequel September continues Woo! with Terminator Salvation. So this is PG or PG-13? PG-13. Ooh. <laughs> Probably because it was a time with PG-13, unlike a few of our others. <laughs> this does have quite a bit of skull crushing in it. There is quite a bit of that. But it's no human skull crushing. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> that, that, that's what keeps it from being R. Exactly. If you're right. crushing Terminators, it's not violent. They're not real things. Exactly. They're, they're not peoples. But first. <laughs> we made you. We made you. 
But first. Oh, Steve, we are far too sober. How is that folks. possible? We are still sober. Yeah, let's change <laughs> that now. quickly. We have from Breckenridge Brewing Company in Colorado, Ooh. Avalanche Amber Ale. Nice. Caramel malt body with a light hop character. 4% alcohol by volume. Oh, no, I lied. <gasps> Only 3.2% alcohol 3. by 2%. volume. 3.2%. I feel like I've been lied what to. Is, what is this, root beer? <laughs> If I wanted carbonated water, Steve, I'd open a LaCroix. <laughs> uh, joke's on you guys. I can't afford LaCroix. It's Kirkland all the way. <laughs> I'm going to pop my top now. Please. Ooh. Oh, my top. Nice. And Lipor. Yeah. Hey, babe, where do you find those bras with the little uh, snap thing in the back? That's like a beer can. Oh, Amazon. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Handy tip for all you teenagers fucking out there. Yeah, I mean, come on. If they're going to be our evil overlords, we might as well get some benefit from it. <laughs> Speaking of Skynet. <laughs> I mean, no, no, Skynet's different. It has drones. Though. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, no. Skynet was designed to help humans out and then eventually over to... Oh, oh my, my God. God. Anyway, this Amber Ale I did not purchase on Amazon. They're, they're a complex network of uh, satellites, and oh my god. <laughs> they figured out the the key to human emotion based on complex algorithms. Oh my oh, god. Oh fuck, Amazon is Skynet. <laughs> Steve, who's more likely to become Skynet? Google, Amazon, or Disney? Mm, I'd say Amazon, but once Disney purchases Amazon. Oh yeah. After Google... buying the Amazon rainforest. <laughs> and then Google is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Google will become the resistance. <laughs> oh, God. Except for Google's the one capturing all of our, like, facial structures and retina scans. Oh, my God! <laughs> the end is nigh, people! Oh, my God. And oh, damn, this beer's all right for being 3%. Oh, and babe, we're paying for it. Like, we're paying them to become our evil overlord. We paid you! Yeah, this is a great beer. It's yeah, yeah, it's not light. bad. Nice little caramel body. And, uh, yeah, it's you know. got just a smidge and a hop haze, but otherwise it's a pretty clear beer. It's got a beautiful amber color with a light foamy head. Very malt-forward aroma. Yeah, totally. Yeah, not a lot of hop on it, but... Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a little bit of pine, but yeah, it's definitely malt-forward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. dig it. Definitely the flavor has a little bit of pine on it. Good, well-balanced beer. I could drink this beer all day. And you'd be super hydrated. Because so it's three percent. Woo! Sissified beer for a sissified sequel. All right. <laughs> so yeah, two thousand nine's Terminator Salvation. Babe, this was your first time watching this. This was my first time watching this. Have you seen the three previous Terminator movies? I know. I know yes, you've seen I the think. First one. I think after three was when I decided no more Terminators for me, yeah. and then it wasn't until <clears throat> you and I got together that I started watching Terminators again. And I think that the I think I've seen the first three, and then um, the last one that came out. Genesis, where yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you loved it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, uh, for, for those who haven't, I mean, the first Terminator we actually did for our first Mother's Day episode. Because, yeah. Because, you know, mothers are badass. Um, but it's basically an incredible sci-fi slasher movie. 
Yeah, yeah, it's phenomenal. It's an awesome monster movie. It's a very monster movie cliche. Oh, yeah. And it's the great, the like slow movie monster that no matter how hard you try and outrun it, it just never stops yeah, coming. Jason, Mike Myers, the unstoppable yeah. force. Yeah. And then uh, Terminator 2, classic with the T-1000, a.k.a. Doggett from the X-Files. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yes, good old Doggett. Uh, Robert Patrick, I think, is his real name. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think he prefers to go by Doggett. Yeah. We'll, I mean, we'll have to interview him as Doggett. <laughs> <laughs> so what What do you have to do to get clearance at the FBI? And, uh, yeah. You know, I was only in that show for like a season and a half. And then, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and then Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. I think I've only seen that once. And, I mean, I don't remember it being horrible, just obviously not as good as the first two, which are classics. I I don't have a bunch of memories of it, except for I was angry at it, which, if I'm angry at it, that probably means it breaks the rules of its own universe. That's when I generally get mad at movies. And the Terminator movies are difficult, because the universe is constantly changing, because they're constantly changing the time-space continuum. Yeah. Which is an interesting concept for a series of films, except for, as we're going to find out, they keep fucking it up! God damn, babe, calm down. We've only got one mic. (laughs) And it's right here. It's not upstairs. God damn. I am passionate. Yeah, it's a lot like Avengers Endgame where it's like, you know, don't think about it too much because otherwise it's just going to piss you off. Infinite realities. They yeah. had a reality stone. They could have altered the reality of... Uh, well, that's, that's another podcast. But We need um, to get drunk and watch Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we did that twice in theaters, so... <laughs> Yes, but did we record the podcast immediately after? No, no, we didn't. We have done that. On well, we a did the first. We did the first one. <laughs> and you can find that at eilfm.podbean.com. <laughs> I believe around April 2018. <laughs> uh, but yes, then came the fourth installation, Terminator Salvation, when mm-hmm. they thought, "Hey, let's make it PG-13. Why not?" Yeah, then all the kids can get in on the Terminator action. Yes. And it comes from director Mick G. Who's he, Steve? Joseph McGinty Nickel. Who's he, Steve? Well, he goes by Mick G. Um, basically, I would too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joe Nickel? Yeah. Uh, he did a bunch of music videos in the 90s and early 2000s with like Corn and Cypress Hill and Sublime and Smash Mouth and Offspring and oh. Everclear, Bare Naked Ladies, Sugar Ray. But wait, then he wait. got his big break when he did the Charlie's Angels movie. Things are starting to fall into place. So you're saying he came up around the same time as Michael Bay mm-hmm. and uh, Ole Sasson. Ole Sasson, yeah. Yeah. Few year, few years later than them, but yeah, yeah, basically the '90s. Yeah. And then Charlie's Angels, and then he. This one caught me off guard. He did the movie We Are Marshall. I don't the, think I've seen it. The Matthew McConaughey and the football team that died in a plane crash. Yeah, not what you would expect from the director of Charlie's Angels, right? <laughs> you know what? Good for him. Yeah. And then he got this. And then This Means War, and then Three Days to Kill, the, mm-hmm. uh, I think, oh, was it Kevin Costner or Russell Crowe? I remember there it's were It's Common. Two... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the one. I know, you get those three confused all the time. Yeah, 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 well, I mean. It's almost like, like looking you, at brothers. You line them up in a row, it's like you're looking <laughs> at Hemsworths, you know? And then uh, the latest movie he did, uh, did you watch The Babysitter with me, that Netflix nope. movie? Okay, it must have just been me. It was actually kind of fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah. So, so far, I think I dislike everything he's made. 
Well, so pure gold for this here podcast. Well, babe, this movie was also written. Mm-hmm. And it was by John... <laughs> Wait, it was? <laughs> yeah. John Brancato and Michael Ferris. Who are they, Steve? Well, they did... They are repeat offenders on this podcast, I'll tell oh, you that right now. Oh, snap. And maybe future ones. Am I about to get angry? Well, their first movie was The Net. Oh, Maybe coming shit. soon. shit. The Game, the Michael Douglas one. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, they also wrote Terminator 3, Catwoman... <laughs> and then somehow after Catwoman, they got paid to write this. And then I'm sure they got this contract before Catwoman came out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then uh, the latest one they did was uh, Surrogates. The uh, I think you watched it with me. The Bruce Willis movie with all the like robots. Nope. Oh, okay. Never mind. Then. You watch a lot of movies without me. I- and we watch a lot of movies. We do watch a lot of movies. I think this it was during the uh, Presidio days. So ah. When you weren't constantly by me. <laughs> <laughs> now you're stuck with me. There's a very smug cat on your lap. That cat is smug as fuck. But of course, this movie has an all-star cast. Yeah. Sir Christian Bale as John Connor. Oh my god! Sam Worthington as Marcus Wright. Yeah! Moon Bloodgood as Blair Williams. Who? The girl. Oh. Moon Bloodgood. You may know her from, um... Okay, yeah, you probably don't know her from anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I dig her name. She may have the cool, one of the coolest names in cinema. Well, how about Helena Bottom Carter? You know her? Mm. She's in this movie. Mm, we are going to talk about her in this movie. The late, great Anton Yelkin. Common. Previously mentioned. Yeah! <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard. And, of course, Sir Michael Ironside. Oh, yeah, yeah. And a special guest cameo coming up soon. <laughs> uh, but babe, do you remember how this movie begins? Uh, yes, it begins in a jail, right? Yep, Death Row 2003. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we meet uh, a man named Marcus. And Helena Bottom Carter shows up in his cell and is basically like, Look, you got like an hour. This is your last chance to sign off your body to science and then you know you can help for the future you live forever you can get another chance and the most concerning thing about this scene was uh helena bonham carter's hair is obviously being covered by a skin cap either that or she's some sort of super smart alien species oh yeah no she's definitely uh was a alien invasion no mars attacks no, no, no. There was it, a TV show in the 90s. Alienation. Alienation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. She's definitely one of the Alienation characters. Yeah. Yes. Um, why would you pick the woman with the most hair and the most texture in all of cinema? <laughs> the I most am, expressive hair in Hollywood. <laughs> I am going to go ahead and say, she has a shit ton of hair and you're trying to make her bald? Yeah. Now... Yeah. If they shaved her head for this, that's when she's winning her now, Academy Award. Now, they did attempt to uh, cover it with a, with a do-rag, though. Well, yeah, because this, I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure it just wasn't fitting. But, but it wasn't a towel, so it didn't cover all yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but anyway, she's trying to convince Marcus to donate his body to science, and he's like, yeah, whatever, chop me up, do whatever you gotta do. Yeah, chop me into tiny um, pieces, there's two cops and my brother are dead because of me. We don't know what he did. Uh, but he is remorseful bank robbery gone wrong or something who knows who cares Eh, you don't usually get the death penalty for bank robbery gone wrong you do have to kill a couple cops yeah i guess true yeah i'm thinking firing squad gone wrong yeah 
no, no, guys, I'm going to show you how to check out this gun. See this gun? Like, spin around. <laughs> oh, no. We'll find out later. Perhaps they just deflected off of him. Perhaps. Well, <laughs> shh, don't, don't spoil it. Uh, but he, he does ask for one thing in return. And he kisses Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. And then goes, hmm. So that's what death tastes like. I'm like, yeah. Oh, this is, this is going to be the hero of our movie? <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah. likes a good anti-hero, right? Yeah. So anyway, Judgment Day happens. Yeah. For those who don't know, Judgment Day is uh, 2002. Skynet becomes aware and starts killing off humans. Mass extinction. Uh, Dogs but, and cats living together, yeah. mass hysteria. By the way, if they had moved that up one year, that would have been a weird prophecy. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, they had a couple of movies before then. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> Why am I always the one who takes it too dark? I have no fucking clue. But, uh, Why can't anyone else keep up with me? <laughs> well, you know, I might be able to keep up with you. John Connor. I don't think he cracks a lot of dark jokes. I. Having seen many of these movies, John, I think John Connor's, Connor's an asshole. Yeah. He really has very few redeeming qualities other than he's willing to shoot people to save the human race. And I feel like many people could fulfill that. Babe, John Connor is an asshole, but he gets results. Apparently. <laughs> what is what is a redeeming quality of John Con- Connor? Gun skills. Uh, people motivator. <laughs> uh, we'll do that then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so so yeah john connor basically there's a missile strike at i don't know a bunch of and uh, a bunch of satellite dishes yep. i know we're, we're, we're just kind of following a missile into into a fray here and then oh, and it, we're in a uh an xbox the first generation of <laughs> xbox version of halo yeah pretty much at this point yeah, this is but... very poorly rendered yeah, well, you know. This this whole scene was very poorly rendered. Well, it was also... So, yeah, this missile blows up all these satellites with a mushroom cloud. Okay, yes. cool. So, a giant H-bomb, whatever, blah, blah, blah. A gentle breeze is tussling his hair. The cloud <laughs> is still rising as helicopters are landing behind yeah. it. Perfectly fine. People coming out. They got yeah, a little, little wind blowing in their no, face. No EMP pulses happening. Yeah, and we find out they're on a mission to... to access some mainframe computers and get all the information they can but then they stumble upon human prisoners (gasps) wait why why are they why are they why do they have human prisoners and then then they're like looking up the computers like oh yeah they're going to be shipped off to san francisco skynet hq for some uh research and development yeah and then they also found a new terminator Dun, dun, dun. A T-800. <gasps> okay, but, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Everybody's sending people back and forth in time, whatever, equal plus, equal mass displacement, whatever bullshit. <laughs> Skynet has a T-1000, and they have time travel technology. But that's way in the future. They have time travel technology! Babe, babe, babe. Remember, the time travel technology was one-time use. As soon as they used it, it got blown up. Have you not seen the movies a thousand times like I have? Okay, then I'm going to have some questions for the guy who's about to pop out of the mud here in about seven more frames. Okay, I'll answer those questions for you because I already (laughs) know what your questions are going to be. Where did he come from? He was in a storage unit. So they just had him like cooking since like 2002? Freezing, but yeah. (laughs) They had him in deep chill freezer and then it was like, it's time. Wait, wait, wait. 
We have a deep shell freezer, and we have an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Steve. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's junior. Chill out. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh my God, there's so many. <laughs> He's probably jingling all the way. Oh, my God. Ah! <laughs> there are so many Arnold Schwarzenegger movies that have to deal with being cold. Babe, you also have to stop spoiling the twist of the movie like a trailer. Fuck. <laughs> uh, okay. So many good things about this movie yeah. completely ruined by the trailers. It, it, it seems to be a thing with Terminator movies. Yeah, they, I mean, they blow uh, the best part. Yeah, but anyway. They blow their load. Yeah, so so they find out, they, they find these schematics for this T-800, but it's like, oh my god. And then it's like, oh, hold on, we're not getting a signal from up top. We should go check it out. So John Connor climbs up a rope. Says, hey, everybody okay up here? <gasps> oh no, wait, is that Terry Crews? Oh shit! For a second, <laughs> for like a second, like a pans second. over to a dead Terry Crews, and then pans back. It's like, oh, this is instantly the worst Terminator movie ever you because killed you killed Terry Crews. Terry Crews, <laughs> you sons of bitches, you blew him up. <laughs> this is basically the start of a like a little. I don't know. There's cheats involved, but it's like a one take where it's like you follow John Connor, and uh, he's like, oh shit, everybody's dead, and he's like. Gets in the helicopter, and he's like, fuck, I gotta get this helicopter and get back yeah. to uh, HQ to let people know. And then, pff, there's another mushroom cloud explosion, because I guess the uh, the the underground facility everybody was in blew up with another mushroom cloud. And then, so many mushroom clouds. But this time, the co- copter actually crashes, and you're right there looking at John the whole time, because it's like spinning around, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And this then, was actually rendered nicely. Yeah, it actually wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah, but he gets out, and he's like, oh, fuck, oh, I crashed. Uh, all right, I gotta get to the radio. Hey, I need to pick up. Oh, shit! There's the top half of, of a T-600 attacking me. Plow, plow, plow. Plow, 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 plow. Shit, reload. Plow, plow, plow. Plow, 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 Okay, finally, finally done. And then we just, like, fade to black. And I assume he gets picked up, but, uh... As it fades back, we get a naked man covered in mud running, walking through the ruins ah! in the rain. <laughs> and it's it's Marcus from the beginning of the movie. Wait a oh, minute. Oh, shit. That's <laughs> where else I've written down. Christian Bale only speaks in yell. <laughs> yes. He's a terrible communicator in this movie. He, like, so he's on the radio with the guy and there, he's just like, Hello? Uh, or was it like, like Copter 3? Copter 3? Please kill it. Copter 3! This is John Connor! Please, no, 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 no. Goes, please identify yourself. Connor! <laughs> like, Jesus! This Martha! Guy... <laughs> exactly! Would you say that name? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So he's on a helicopter. Uh, John's on a helicopter. Uh, heading back to headquarters. And they're like, oh, they don't, they're not going to allow you back in. You got to just stay here. He's like, tell them I'm coming. And he jumps out of the helicopter into the ocean. Uh, luckily, headquarters happens to be a submarine. So mm-hmm. somehow they suck him in there. Perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. Also, he <laughs> kind of skipped that part a little he bit. Found a su- uh, he found a secret submarine in the middle of the ocean by just jumping out of a helicopter. Yeah. Well, they knew where it was, and they were kind of, like, mm-hmm. hovering near it. So I was like, oh, just have him come pick me up. What if they had said, no, fuck that guy. He's an asshole. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> like, well, that's the end of the human race, everybody. <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, but, but we do meet uh, General Ironsides, uh, who's, I guess, I don't know, General of the Resistance. Um, and basically they have a plan. They found this yeah. this control signal that they think links all the robots together and they can manipulate it so they can just shut them all down. But they don't know if it works. It's just kind of a theory. But they have a stiff deadline because <laughs> they have to get this, use this and fight back in the next four days. Do you remember why, babe? Why? Did, why? So when they were accessing the computers... They found a list of names of top targets, yeah. including everybody in that room, including John Connor, who is number two on that list. Who's number one? I don't know. Some uh, some civilian. Kyle Reese. <gasps> no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we get John Connor going to talk to other soldiers, and uh, we meet uh, his basically his second command, Common. And he asks about if his brother made the mission. I assume Terry Crews is his brother? I mean, otherwise, why would they pan to him? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But considering John's the only one who made it, John's just like, uh, Yeah. yeah nope. no, no. Uh, but uh, then we cut to John uh, listening to some of his mom's tapes. Good old Sarah Connor. <laughs> uh, the, the one thing about this scene is like, why couldn't... Fuck, I put it together. You know why they couldn't just use the original... Uh, um, recording from the first Terminator movie because we've changed the timeline. Because there are other recordings later in the movie, and they need them all. To and match. they need them all to match. Yeah, that yes. that used to bug me about this movie. It's like you you have it. You have it read by Linda Hamilton. Blah, blah. Hell, these ones might even be read by Linda Hamilton too. Maybe she made a twenty grand or whatever for three well, and hours. And that's just work. it. They're it's far enough apart from when he's listening to other tapes. They could have just played the original tape, yeah, and it would have been like, ah, that's a little bit different. But you know what? There's enough wrong with this movie that we wouldn't have noticed. True, true. That yeah, wouldn't have been the thing. That wouldn't have been the one thing. Yeah. <laughs> this movie was gold, except for they had Linda Hamilton for the first one, but not for the rest. Yeah. Then we cut back to uh, downtown L.A. Uh, we got Marcus uh, just wandering around. Uh, I don't know an industrial park ruins. And, of course, he has no idea what's going on. He's just like, what the fuck happened here? And then he sees a gentleman you know, down the road and is like, hey, hey, what's going on around here? <laughs> oh, shit, why are you firing at me? Uh, but luckily, some random kid jumps out of nowhere and tackles him out of the way. <laughs> Otherwise, he was just like, "Yeah, okay, shit's blowing around me for the last five seconds, so I just stand here and wait for Death's sweet embrace. But, right? Uh, but then we see little Anton Yelkin, and he says, come with me if you want to live. <gasps> he oh, said, it! said it! So many he said it moments in this movie. <laughs> uh, but the, Anton Yelkin plays Reese, Kyle Reese, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't announce himself till later. But basically he takes Marcus uh, up to a safe place, and they drop, I don't know, end up dropping a bunch of shit on this robot that was shooting at him, and yeah. they're safe for a moment. Uh, basically, we get a little bit of backstory where it's 2018. Eh? Eh? Um, and like, oh, yeah, Skynet happened. Killed all the humans. There's only a few of us left. Just the two of us here in all of L.A. Because uh, there's a little, little mute girl there with him. Yep. She um, doesn't speak. Although, then, I'm not going to lie, I do like the little mute girl. She pops up in just the best 
the best moments. Yeah. Oh, and that's right. There's the whole thing where like the uh, the HK the the hunter killer, uh, basically like hover planes that come by. Uh, they use infrared to uh, see if there's anybody still around after they you know hear a disturbance or whatever. Uh, you would think that would come into play later, but um, nope. We instantly see Marcus and Kyle and the little mute girl around a fire, and I mean. No HKs in the area, I guess? No, yeah. No heat sensors anywhere? I don't know. They keep talking about the heat sensors, and yet everybody light, lights bonfires everywhere yeah, they everywhere. go. Everywhere. Like, everywhere. large ones, too. Not even, like, little contained ones where it's like, all right, we just need to keep warm. It's like... Yeah. Like, no, what? I'm sorry. You go cold camping when there are heat-seeking robots after your ass. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we cut back to, uh, uh, I don't know, John Connor's headquarters. Um, basically, they want to test the signal on uh, a smaller robot just to test it so they get these little one of these little hydro robots yeah hail hydra and uh <laughs> that test is successful so then john connor gets on the radio and he's oh uh, they have a mechanical serpent that seems kind of cool yeah right well <laughs> well here's the thing like during the test they're like they start strapping it down they turn the signal on or whatever they like have it like half strapped down and the girl's like look but if i discontinue the signal and then it starts like <laughs> swerving around it's like bitch you need to wait until it's strapped down first that shit's dangerous <laughs> right someone will lose an eye right? is that what you want <laughs> you don't want to get john connor scars on that money maker of his <laughs> oh spoiler alert ask me about my scars <laughs> spoiler it's wolves right. <laughs> just like seal <laughs> <laughs> What if Seal were playing John Connor? She, oh, in. Sold. Right. Sold. Right, so we cut back to... Wait, wait, Does that mean Terry Crews becomes Reese? Yes! <laughs> is that what Terminator Dark Fate is? <laughs> Too soon! <laughs> I don't know, I haven't seen the trailer. Have I spoiled anything? <laughs> Alright. And Common plays their love chat. <laughs> right. So anyway, back in downtown LA, uh, Marcus is uh, jump-starting a Jeep. Yep. And as he gets the Jeep started... Mm, Alice and James. Yeah. Apparently in the tape deck? Yeah. Something my brother used to listen to. Oh, so wait, his we... brother who's dead. <laughs> his brother who died a long time ago because of him. Oh, no. Oh, but we're never going to get that story. Yeah. Instead, uh, a little little hover scout thing comes by and IDs him and starts chasing him down the road in the Jeep until, of course, you know, Marcus throws a tire iron and hits that. Yeah. But it's like, oh shit, they ID'd Kyle Reese, who's number one on that list. Oh shit. Uh, that means that you're just gonna, like, napalm the whole area because he's number one on the list? You would assume so, right? I mean... Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> so they drive the jeep to a 7-eleven in the middle of fucking nowhere there's a hundred miles of nothing in every direction and uh they check it out because they need some food and some gas and all that of course uh but they also stumble upon a pocket of resist uh, of humans and they're like hey what are you doing here you need to get out of here <laughs> oh, look we just came for a little food we'll be out of your hair we just need to get, we'll move, gladly move along and then there's an old lady who steps in and like no 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 give him some food it'll be fine blah 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 What's that noise? Hmm? <laughs> no! Old lady snagged up by this giant people snatching robot with four arms. <laughs> oh, shit. By the way, didn't hear it coming. Where did nope. it come from? 
we find out it's not that fast. <laughs> Hundred miles of nothing. It, it would have taken a while, but, right? Yeah. You would have heard something. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so the people start scattering and people are like driving off in RVs and running other people over in the process. Uh, but all the RVs get blown up and everybody's just kind of screwing around trying to find out not getting grabbed by this this people snatcher thing. Well, luckily they stumble upon this Mad Max snowplow tow truck thing. Yeah. Uh, so Marcus well, jumps in and starts driving. Well, Steve, we know how much in the L.A. Basin there are just snowplows oh, laying yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cliche for a reason. Right? <laughs> but yeah, Marcus, uh, I guess first off they push that uh, that gas tanker into the base of the giant people snatcher thing and, you know, do the, blow it up. And blow up the whole fucking gas station. Everything goes up in a giant ball of flame as they drive away in this tow truck. Well, apparently the people snatcher thing, uh, <laughs> I don't know, mildly inconvenienced by it. Because then he, he kicks a couple motorcycles out of his shins or out of his pants or whatever. Yes. Is and that a Terminator <laughs> in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? And so these motorcycles are chasing after the tow truck. And there's a the whole big thing where they're like swerving back and forth down this road that's basically like a slalom of broken down cars <laughs> um oh yeah that's right and then they come to the bridge and <laughs> one of the they they dropped the the tow chain on the tow truck and it grabbed one of these motorcycles and started bashing it around but then they get to the bridge and one of the hunter killers flies in yeah. and so then they like pull the e-brake and flip it around and the tow chain goes and just launches hits right into the hunter killer and then it's like, oh shit, I've seen where this goes. And the hunter killer starts going down and it tips the truck over. And then Kyle and the mute girl go right out the fucking window. But luckily they're snagged right up by this passing transport thing. Wait, they didn't just fall into the canyon? <laughs> nope. They just plummet to their death, end of the human race. No. Well, right into this people snatcher thing. Ah, uh, fuck, what happens? And Marcus grabs like an axe and like jumps <laughs> on it and like tries chopping it out, tra- chopping him out of there. But then the he was actually sort of successful, and then the big robot grabs him. Yeah, the big people snatcher thing grabbed him and just slams him across on, <laughs> on the deck of the the ship they're on, and it's like, oh, wait, he didn't explode into a a bloody mess. Weird. Hmm. <laughs> this this might be intriguing if I didn't already know he was a robot from the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> And then right around that time, there's uh, a couple fighter jets that come in from the the human resistance, and they start shooting them up. And uh, basically, the HKs take out the pi- take out like one of the the other plane and blow the other one up just as the pilot ejects. Sam falls off of the transport thing into you know, like skips across the river like a stone. <laughs> but yeah, like washes up on the shore, meets up with the pilot, who we find out her name's Williams. And now they got a two-day hike to go back to yeah. base camp to see John Connor, who's going to be able to help them uh, find out how to how to fight the robots. Because because Marcus is like, uh, I got to go to wherever that ship's going. Like that's going to San Francisco, bro. Those guys are as good as dead. Yeah. So by the way, Reese is the number one on the kill list. Right? So one of those robots just plucked him out and popped him like a pimple. And they ID'd him. Yeah, yeah. They they know who he is. Everything's got a scanner on yeah. it, right? Why would they keep him alive? Hmm. Well, <laughs> on the way, on the two-day hike back to base camp or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, they they stop for the night somewhere to, like, you know, build a gigantic fucking bonfire. Yeah, but, um, but their plans um, are in. Moon's got to show off her bra. Yes, 
Moon, uh, the pilot. The pilot is a lady. Yes. Uh, what's her name? Blair Williams. Uh, Williams. We'll Williams. Yeah, yeah. She's got to show off her bra. She is incredibly friendly with this stranger who, right? Like, way too friendly. Well, she's not super friendly until after he saves her from the three uh, guys that show the up. Rapists? And, yeah, the rapists? Yeah. Basically, ob- you mean obligatory rapists? rapists? Yeah. Be- oh, by the way, guys, if you want to know the quickest way to get laid, apparently save a girl from rape works every time in the movie. She's instantly horny for you. Find a couple good wingmen. Work it out. With <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm beginning to wonder if the way we met was a total setup. What? No. <laughs> cut back across i don't know california or whatever and uh connor and common are uh testing out the signal on on bigger bigger objects yeah uh, they go to this this death valley place i don't know valley of death whatever the hell they call it um they call yeah, they it's the closest they've ever been to skynet yeah they've never been this deep in the shit before yeah so they like fire a missile and it like starts a fire so one of the hk things come by <laughs> they put out the signal and the HK just falls out of the fucking sky and crashes. And so it's like, all right, cool. It works. They go back to base camp. They tell all the, the superiors in the submarine headquarters. And they're like, that's great. All right, well, we're going to put out the signal. We're just going to go blow up Skynet headquarters in San Francisco. Bye. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't do that. There's like a shit ton of humans there. Remember, they're they're taking prisoners. You, you know what? This is war. Sometimes you just got to murder people. Collateral damage. <laughs> <laughs> John's not happy about that. But uh luckily, uh you know, Moon and uh <laughs> Williams and Marcus are yeah. getting back uh the the base is surrounded by magnetic landmines. No big deal, it doesn't affect humans. So they go walking through. <laughs> oh shit. One of the landmines is on my like <laughs> And we cut back, and Marcus Mop. is being rushed through a hospital. Mop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so then we cut to Marcus being rushed through a hospital because the landmine fucking exploded in his lap. Do Do you think he was a prosthetic leg or something? I don't know. Maybe, but I, I wouldn't think so. But what the fuck, Barnes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so then we cut back to Marcus waking back up. And John yeah. Connor is staring him down like, what the fuck, what the fuck are you? you know, I'm human! <laughs> uh, he, he doesn't swear because it's PG-13. It's yeah. like, what are you? I'm human! What? I'm Mar- just like you! I have to go save, I have to go save your dad! I have to go save this guy Kyle Reese, blah blah blah. What, why did you say that name? <laughs> say that name, don't say why, that name. Why did you say that name? But yeah, basically this is where we get a cool little scene where if we didn't know he was a robot, John Connor basically lets his head free so he can look down and see his lower half of his body that's been blown the fuck up. Yeah, apparently he's some sort of cyborg that's mostly mostly metal but covered in human tissue. And he's got a brain and a beating heart. So yeah, he's he's basically oh. cyborg from the DC universe, right? But he also has a microchip in his head. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a microchip in there, you know, to keep the brain alive. Right? Right. Uh, but yeah, basically where he spills the beans like, no, you come here to kill me. We've been at war since before either of us were good. And he's like, dude, I don't even know who you are. I just heard your name like a day ago. I don't I just need to get to San Francisco because Kyle Reese told me I could come here and you'd have a plan. Like, what's your name? And <laughs> Martha. 
And then it's like, all right, cool. Oh, I got all I need out of you. John Connor walks away. And then uh, Williams is like, all right, so what are we going to do with him? I'm like, well, we're going to disassemble him. <laughs> and of course, my response is, no disassemble. No disassemble. Johnny Five is alive. <laughs> Johnny Five. So uh, Williams uh, goes in and frees Johnny F- uh, Marcus, and uh, they make a run for it. They're trying to escape, and uh, I mean the, the escape scene's kind of cool. Like, yeah, the, this is well shot. It's good action. It seems realistic. People are getting shot and blown up. And yeah, yeah, it's a good long action shot. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. pretty well done. And then uh, we get to a part where there's just a whole shit ton of explosions. John Connor crashes another helicopter, this time into a river. Uh, but it's a river filled with the Hydrobots. And so he's got to get out of there. Oh shit, they're surrounding him. Oh fuck, they're getting close. And then Marcus jumps out of the fucking water and saves him. Ah, starts busting a bunch of them up while he's shooting the others. And then basically like, okay, cool, I guess all the Hydrobots are dead. And then uh, basically John Connor's like, why did you save me? Like... Because you're the one that's going to save the humans, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. you're going to help me get, and I'm going to help you get into Skynet. We're going to end this fucking thing. And it's like, all right, cool. So then uh, John Connor, he goes back to base camp, or I guess Marcus walks to San Francisco from wherever they are. I don't know. <laughs> couple hours hike, I guess. And HQ is saying, uh, all right, we're going to bomb San Francisco. Fuck anybody that's there. Yeah. And John Connor's like, no, you can't do that. Everybody needs to stop her. This this four is over. We've killed everybody. That's what makes us human. Blah, blah, blah. Basically goes full, like, Independence Day speech. Right? <laughs> like, Except for he never brings up the thing that would actually probably stop the Mad Bombers, that there were prisoners there. He's just like... I think he we... did mention it. No, he doesn't in that like right, speech. Like, right at the beginning. Gonna... Before he gets into the whole... Uh, I was tough on all of us and we're humans. Just and... give me some time and yeah. I can make things right. Yeah. But then uh, John uh, walks off because he's going to steal a motorcycle or whatever yep. and head to San Francisco. But wait, his wife Bryce Dallas Howard has a question. What do I tell your men? Tell them I'll be back. Ah, I see! By the way, when that came on, Steve screamed so loud it set the cat out oh, of the yeah, room. That's right. <laughs> I, I knew it was coming, and I wanted to make sure you were looking up from your phone when he said it, too. I, I was, was like, watching. babe, 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 you gotta watch, babe, babe. He's like, what do I tell your men? By the way, he's giving tell you Tell them the... I'll be back. <laughs> he's giving you the shit stare right now. <laughs> eh, whatever, he's a cat. Yeah, so uh, so John goes rogue. Um, oh, shit. And yeah, he's, like, he steals a bike. And what music does he use to distract the, like, robo-bike? What music is that, Steve? The Guns N' Roses song from Terminator 2. Yeah! Why? I don't know. Because they had, well, they had rights to it still. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's a little throwback. <laughs> Axl Rose needs money. <laughs> I like when they do the little throwbacks to the other movies. Yeah. Just yeah. like the, uh, come with me if you want to live, and, and I'll be I'll back. I'll be back. Yeah. So then Mark, we, uh, we find Marcus... He's in San Francisco now. He like yep. walks up to Skynet headquarters and they basically let him right in because like, oh, cool. He's a robot. Sweet. Yep. Let him in. Oh, they even know. They're like, oh, hey, Marcus. What's up, <laughs> Hey, dude? Marcus, right? Welcome back. Yeah, yeah. Feel free to... <laughs> they finally let you out of the cooler, huh? Yeah, right. That would be great if there was like a, <laughs> I don't know, C-3PO or something like, welcome back, Mr. Wright. 
<laughs> would you like would you like some oil? But it's like the head of one of like the T six hundred. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, uh, it's the fucking uh Hi, I'm Sergeant Candy. <laughs> yes. Right. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, look up Terminator Three deleted scene. Oh my god. Apparently it's... there is the greatest deleted scene ever. The best scene that has ever been shot in the entire Terminator universe didn't make the cut. Well, I mean, check it out, but we'll we'll tell you about it. Basically, it's so RoboCop of them. It's, it's very RoboCop. It's so RoboCop, and uh, it's perfect. Yeah, basically, it's like a commercial being presented to like the the U.S. generals because they're thinking about taking on Skynet and all that stuff Get or that whatever. Government contract. But it, but it's basically like we're using state of the art technology to make it so soldiers don't need to go in the field, and then we and then it like you know pans across to. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. uh, who's, you know, he's like on a treadmill or whatever. And uh, he's like, hi, I'm Sergeant Candy. <laughs> U.S. Governor Skynet invited me over so they could find out what makes these robots tick and makes us superhuman soldiers. I am honored to be the model for their new, their new creation. <laughs> and then we cut back to the generals and they're like, I love it, but. Can we do something about the accent? This super stoic doctor, uh, scientist guy, like, looks over and goes, we can fix it. <laughs> it's so good! It's, you know what, I think that's what it is. I want Terminator to be more RoboCop. Yeah, yeah. That's what I really want. I think that's why I'm always, like, sort of a little disappointed. You want to have a little cynical sense of humor about itself? I do, and, yeah. I do. I want the, like, I want the, like, 8,000 SPF suns block and <laughs> Or like the that. Magnavolt, the... Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, so Marcus... I'd buy that for a dollar! <laughs> <laughs> So, so Marcus uh, basically hooks himself up to the computer so we can download internet videos. Yeah. Uh, you so know, he, like the Terminator 3 deleted scene. So he, scene. he, he downloads uh, cat videos and porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like 80% of what's in there. I mean, to be fair, that's like 90% of the entire internet. Yeah. But then he starts downloading stuff and he finds out where uh, Kyle Reese is. And then he transmits that to John Connor, who just crossed the Golden Gate Bridge. By the way, apparently the oh, bridge survived shit. the apocalypse. Right? That's oh how God. you know it's a movie. Yeah, Steve, is this one of the few movies where the bridge survives? Yeah, usually that's where the apocalypse starts, is with the right? blowing up of the bridge. But yeah, apparently it's all past, and it maybe it was rebuilt by Skynet, though. I didn't think about Ooh, that. yeah, they probably did blow it up. It was up in pretty then... bad shape. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah, so John Connor's chilling at like in the Presidio somewhere and like receiving the signals, or um, he's like, okay, cool, that's where I need to go to save Kyle Reese. Oh, yeah, and so then uh, HQ back in the submarine, they call in the attack, and uh, all the other outposts are basically like, uh, sorry, I didn't copy it. Did, did, did you, did, huh? didn't copy that last You're command, sir? Up. Like, God damn it, I said attack. Fuck it, they won't attack unless John Connor says it. And so John Connor, he's, he's searching around through Skynet trying to get to, I don't know, cell block D or wherever the hell uh, Kyle Reese is. Um, he starts freeing humans, and they start losing their shit, running around <laughs> like fucking mad people, and it's like, no, you should be, like, sneaking out of here, right? Yeah. I mean, there's... Yeah. You would I think there would be a robot guard or some sort of security system watching John Connor doing all of I this. I mean, a camera? Something? I mean, eight or nine different angles of it, I would assume. But, nope, apparently not. We cut back to Marcus, and he's completely healed. 
And he's laying on a table. What? What is happening? He seems confused too. Oh, there's a giant screen and Helena Bottom Carter is back from the dead and talking on the screen. This, okay. This part of the movie, I was genuinely impressed with. I actually, I did enjoy this. This was a good, a good way to it, tie up a lot of loose ends. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it would have been so much better though if you, A, didn't know he's a robot until, you know, John Connor found out and all that. Yeah. Like he found out basically. Yeah. Yeah. If they hadn't blown it in the commercials. And then it was like, oh, shit, he's a robot. Wait. Okay, he was found in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. He, th- he thinks, he definitely thinks he's human, right? Yeah. Well, basically, he was a plant sent by Skynet, <gasps> one of a kind, to bring John Connor and Kyle Reese out of hiding and into Skynet. So then they could just end the human race. Because, you know, the whole time paradox of the first couple movies, that whole thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, Kyle Reese is John Connor's dad, in case you didn't know. Even though he's, like, 14 in this movie now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's like, part of it is that, like, he's younger than John Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, sent back through time, time for years. Time, space, continuum. Yeah, yeah. Watch the first couple of movies. <laughs> if you haven't, for it some reason. It is super weird, but it works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the whole fact that him and Sarah even hooked up is, like, sort of one of the least believable parts of that movie. But it has to happen. Hey, babe, it was an 80s slasher movie. Yeah. Of course the hero's got to hook up with the hot chick. Of course. Even if he was sent back through time to impregnate her with his dad. Wait, hold on. Or, wait. <laughs> so, yeah, no, his son sends him back in time. His son to... sends him back in time to yeah. hook up with his mom. Yeah, Steve, you send your dad back in time to hook up with your mom. <laughs> Alright, I, like I don't like this game. We're done. You know what? You so, think you have a bad? I have to send my dad back in time to think uh, with my mom. You know, I would send your dad back in time literally to fucking anywhere. <laughs> no. But babe, Marcus isn't the only plant. No? The signal is also a plant. <gasps> no! The signal's not going to work. Ah! All it's going to do is show them where the submarine headquarters are. Uh-oh. We got a bogey coming in quick. Goodbye, General Ironsides and all the, the human council. You'll be missed. But yeah, at that point it was like, oh, fuck. Skynet's... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> the human race is pwned. Yeah, Skynet's good. <laughs> yeah, especially since, yeah, while she's saying all this too, it's like, oh yeah, we're watching John Connor on a camera right now freeing <laughs> humans. So it's like, yeah, we could totally kill him right now if we fucking wanted to. Oh yeah, no, they're drawing it out. They want him to, yeah. they want his guard down. <laughs> they're artistes. They want to build it up for dramatic effect. Yeah. So John Connor's wandering through. He's like, Kyle Reese, Kyle Reese, anybody know where he is? No? All right. All right. Oh, oh shit. This is his cell. Wait, there's someone in there, but this guy's yoked up like a motherfucker. <laughs> Doors fucking enter, explodes open. Enter the scariest part of this entire movie. This is so unnerving. What is it, babe? It's a T- T-800? T-800. T-800. The Arnold Schwarzenegger model. Just hanging out in the cell, ready oh, to kill John Connor. But they... All right, so first they, off, he's very naked. Oh, he's very naked. And For so PG-13, like, even. Like, oh, he's got the smoke yeah. over the junk. Just barely. Just There's barely. barely smoke you can, there. You can make out a little hog. But then they... <laughs> that was that was one terrifying moment. But then they scan up to... Uh, 
if y'all have never heard the term uncanny valley, yeah. it's not his hog. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, when you try and animate something and it's too real to for your brain to recognize as animated, but it's too animated for your brain to recognize as real, and you're just sort of put off by it. She's talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger's de-aged face. Being, it is so fucking creepy. It's so creepy. Yeah. But yeah, so... Uh, and they, they did not get his hair right at all. Oh, yeah, well... The hair lo- the hair was really throwing me off a lot. All right. And they, like, brightened up his eyes too much. It was... The whole thing was very Sure, creepy. baby. You were looking at the hair, not that, that swinging hog. Is, uh, <laughs> he was trying to choke out John Connor. <laughs> with his with his hands! With his hands! Not the, not the hog. Yeah. Steve, is there something you need to talk about? So anyway, now Marcus is uh, trying to escape too. Uh, he's talk- still talking to Helen Bonham Carter, and she's basically like, "No, no, you. Th- th- this is what you were made for." And he's like, "Nope, I make my own decisions." Reaches in the back of his head and pulls the microchip directly out of his yeah. brain. By the way, you think that would just like shut him down? Exactly. I mean, let's be fair. Human brains are very delicate. You do yeah. a slight bump, and you're down for days. You, you feel like he had to like feel around in there for a bit too. Like, oh nope, that's the end of ah. Uh, no, but uh, see, oh, it's in there. Good. Oh shit! But see, the knowledge of the microchip gave him the knowledge to perform surgery on himself. Uh, the moment it was out, he couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, after that, he's like, "All right, I go see John now. <laughs> Bye," and like walks off. Or no, he like throws the chair through the the glass yeah. window, and then did we mention uh, Helena Bottom is just a uh, a hologram? Yeah, I mentioned, uh, mentioned she was on the TV, but yeah, she's basically yeah. just a hologram on a giant minority report screen. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry if that wasn't elaborated before, but you guys should check out this movie. No. <laughs> All right. So then uh, we cut back. Uh, somehow John Connor and Kyle Reese met up while John was running away from the T-800. And so now they're all they're together. The, the mute girl's there, too, I think. Yes, because she's about to play with the nuclear bomb. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) We go to the assembly line where they're building all the the new T-800s. This was was a good scene. Yeah, they're sneaking around. Oh, he almost blows one's head off and then he realizes it's still being assembled. Yeah. Which, by the way, they don't seem to be noticed in there. I would say, quick way to to end T-800 production. Just stand there and like, stand next to the guy who's popping the eyeballs in and just pop the eyeballs back out. <laughs> yep, or, that's right. Know. Foolproof plan. <laughs> then they become active and like, ah, I can't see anything. Oh, I got infrared. It's cool. No, I don't. Know. I don't know. Pop out. Pop out the, their brain chip. Just pop something. Yeah, out. Right. just reach in there and doop, 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 doop. And then they go through full assembly. They go full, through fleshing, and then the 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 robot who's going to activate them is just like, where did these activate? Why are these working? <laughs> Fuck! Did we forget the microchips again? Stan. <laughs> Stand 425. I'm right here, boss. <laughs> I'm right here, boss. What seems to be the problem? <laughs> Never should have made the janitor bot head of production. <laughs> I really just want this to be Terminator. Or, uh, I, uh, sorry, RoboCop, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Uh, but uh, yeah, we discover the, the batteries for the T-800s there, but they're nuclear powered. Oh, so if we blow him up, we blow this whole fucking place. <laughs> All right, we got a plan developing. So uh, John Connor sends Reese and the mute girl up, you know, up the elevator, basically, to keep him safe. 
because because the T-800s found him again and John like basically gets choked out <laughs> like like he's trying to put up a fight but it's just like uh yeah I gotcha Boop. but then Marcus jumps out of nowhere and saves him and starts fighting the T-800 uh well John rigs all the batteries to blow up and gets a little detonator thing and all that uh but Marcus basically gets fucked up <laughs> like like the he grabs like a fucking engine manifold or something yeah. and just starts beating Marcus with it for like Jesus. five minutes. And Marcus is just standing there up against like a post, taking it like a man, but <laughs> taking it like a machine. Yeah. But John gets away after like rigging the batteries to like blow up with the detonation. But then he falls for the oldest trick in the book. <gasps> help! Help! It's Kyle Reese! Help me! John, are you there? Surprise, it's the T-800 ah! using its voice chip. Oh, shit. <laughs> but does John know they have voice chips at this point? No. Does it matter? Now uh, he knows. Yeah, now he knows. But then luckily he's saved by a vat of molten lava <laughs> just sitting around. <laughs> now it's like molten lead or whatever. And, you know, one of those giant, uh, I don't know, giant buckets they keep it in. Yeah, it tips over and it lands on the T-800. But the T-800 starts crawling out of it. <sighs> Oh, well, lava isn't going to stop it. Oh, good. Luckily, there's a pipe of liquid nitrogen here, too. <laughs> it's the first movie and the second movie. <laughs> and it freezes him, so he stops. But the T-800's reaching for John, and he says, You're terminated, you son of a bitch! Oh, shit! And he, like, drags his molten steel claw across John's face. Ah! Now John's got the scars! Yeah! And then, and then basically he starts to realize, all right, this is only slowing the T eight hundred down. He's gonna break out of this. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. He's like, oh shit, oh shit. All right, all right. He finds Marcus's corpse that's been yep. you know badly damaged. He uh, pulls a wire from I don't know random device thing, and he starts trying to jumpstart Marcus's heart. Like, yeah, <laughs> he sticks it right up in that rib cage. <laughs> Clear! <laughs> like yeah. that whole shit. As the T 800 slowly breaking out of the molten lead it's encased in. And then Marcus, like, oh, oh, oh. And John, like, gives a little smile. Fluke! Impaled oh, with a fucking girder or something. Yeah, right through the heart. Piece of rebar right oh, yeah. through his fucking chest. Yeah. John Connor's out. John Connor's fucked. <laughs> Yeah, but then uh, Marcus immediately pulls the thing out of John's yep. chest, sticks it like through the little neck pieces of the T-800, gives yep. it a little twist, and the head pops right the fuck oh, off. Oh, yeah. Beat him with his own rebar. Yeah. So then Marcus, uh, you know, sees John with a giant hole in his chest. Is basically like, don't worry, bro. I'll get you out of here. Throws him on the shoulder. Drags walks, him the Drags him out. out of there. Uh, they get on a helicopter. Uh, fly off. Uh, the mute kid's on there, and she pulls out of her pocket the little detonator. <gasps> she hands it to John Carter. John Carter. John Connor. Why do I keep wanting to call him John Carter? John Carter, Miss Princess of Mars. Yeah. No, no. no but yeah. Just, so Next it, week. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, hands it to he John. He wasn't a princess at all. Was <laughs> he like me? We were bamboozled, Disney. I'm glad you lost a quarter billion dollars on that movie. Apparently. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so yeah, so he heads to John Connor, pushes the button, because the helicopter is a safe distance of 20 yards away from where this <laughs> nuclear explosion is going to go off. Uh, the <laughs> Skynet blows the fuck up. 
Uh, no EMP effect, no none of that stuff. Just just big explosion with a mushroom cloud. So then we uh, cut back to base camp. And John Connor's basically in the, uh, the little makeshift, uh, I don't know, surgery ward they have. Mm-hmm. Like, basically like a mash unit area. Yep. Although it's very open to the elements for being a surgery area. (laughs) Yeah, in this nuclear wasteland where it's just blowing radioactive dust everywhere. But yeah, whatever. Also, we catch a glimpse. uh, Was it just me or did uh, Bryce Dallas Howard look quite pregnant at this point? Right. Oh, she was yeah. de- she was definitely a preggers. Yeah, but yeah. But it's sort of the first time they show it. They should have shown that I more they, before. I think they showed it a little earlier. Like John gave like a little pat face. on the belly or Aww. something. Yeah, like it was in the beginning. Yeah. But yeah, Doctor Bryce Dallas Howard is you know Doctor Connor. She's staring doctor. at his face, uh, horrified by those scars. Yeah. yeah. Sure oh, she-, she totally was like 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 sad look and like walked away, and I'm like. Oh, she's mad because that moneymaker has got scratched up. <laughs> she's got to leave him now. <laughs> right? But now she walks over to Common and everybody at Marcus and everybody else is basically like, fuck, I can't even say it. His his heart. His heart can't take it. And I said at that point, oh, if only there was a fuck. <laughs> If only some sort of robot's heart had grown three sizes by yeah, day. right. <laughs> and so, of course, Marcus steps up like, no, you can take my heart. That way he'll <laughs> live on shit. my super strong robotic cyborg str- heart. They did mention before he had a very strong heart. Sure did. Fuck. Because <laughs> he's been in a cold storage unit since 2003 before yep. the radioactive fallout. Ooh, and I don't know. Pre- pre-fallout heart, you say. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's a nice commodity there. You might not want to have it bashed in by a T-800 with a fucking manifold. <laughs> Killed by lethal injection, you yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, so they take Chev Chelios' heart and put it in John Carner. <laughs> and that's the sequel bag we wanted, everybody. Uh, oh my god, Jason Statham is that yeah. <laughs> Jason Statham is John Connor in... <laughs> Terminators, Terminators, Salvation 2, Crank 4, I don't know. Terminator High Voltage. Yes! Oh, Steve. Babe, would you recommend Terminator Salvation? Terminator High Voltage. Terminator High Voltage, absolutely. I'm going to write that bitch tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Actually, this movie was better than I thought it was going to be. It has some flaws. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's... This is one of those movies that sort of makes me frustrated because they have such a good premise and they sort of try and fuck it up, but they sort of try and fix it in the end. Yeah. But like, this could have been a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, the bones of it were there. just, I, get the, I keep harping on the, the fucking trailer blowing mm-hmm. the, the first of the many cool, giant twists. The coolest twist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. Yeah, a couple other things could be taken out, but you know, it, but yeah, I... I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it's definitely, I keep saying that. Yeah, no, it's so Californian of me. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's great. I I enjoyed it. It's not perfect, but it was enjoyable. I may even want to rewatch the Terminator movies after this. Ooh, I haven't seen three in forever. I don't know. If, I, I don't know if I finished three. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll find out. Maybe <laughs> a future month? I mean... If there's no T-1000 in it, what's the point? Mm, let's see. Hot Lady Robot Month? 
Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. But first, <gasps> what? Right, no, like, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, <gasps> and when we come back, mm-hmm. we have more beer. Excuse me. Fun facts. What? And what the fuck we learned from PG thirteen Terminator Salvation? I don't remember approving this at all. No I one cares. <laughs> I don't think we have the budget for this, Steve. Hey, everybody! You like listening to podcasts, right? Well, what if I told you that you could get paid to listen to them? Well, with this new Podcoin app, that's exactly what you get. Uh, you can listen to everything I learned from movies or any and all of your other favorite podcasts. And the whole time you're earning pod coins that you can donate to charity or exchange for gift cards to places like Amazon and Starbucks uh, for something you'd be doing anyway. Just download Podcoin in the App Store. And as an added bonus, if you sign up with a special code Steve Izzy, you get 300 pod coins just for signing up. I use it for all my podcast listing now, and it's great. I'm already well on my way to Amazon gift card. Cha-ching! Uh, so yeah, download the Podcoin app. Use the code Steve Izzy, and you're already 300 pod coins ahead of the game and using a great podcatcher. Check it out today. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie out, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.poppin.com. All of them in one place for you, so you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the defenders, yeah. but I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> Come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. Yeah, no big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking? You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. Hey, everybody. This is Dino. And Michelle. And we want to talk to you about our podcast. The, the, guys! Guys, would you please? We're trying to record a promo here for our podcast. A podcast about horror movies and video games? Ah! A podcast about family and friends? Ah! Yes, that's exactly what we're trying to do. Uh, maybe we'll put a little bit of faith in there, too. And being decent to each other. Sounds good to me. Hey, Nico, what should we call it? On the Far Side Network. We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! 
Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first. Hi, this is Johnny C. McGinley, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies. All the best. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Oh, she said it! They get better every week! (laughs) Steve? Yes? I am devastated that this movie's almost over. The movie's over, and now we're just getting the fun facts, but... I'm devastated this podcast is almost over. I'm well, so devastated. Only... I'm about to drink a Devastator Doppelbach from Wasatch Brewing! Yeah! Yeah! Hey, what's that on the on the cover there? Or, it's a uh... flaming goatee muffin! <laughs> it's a snuggly goat jumping out of the flames! Uh, it's a giant ram... Uh, You're right. It's a sheep. It's a yeah. sheepy muffin. It's a shepages. Yeah, it's a it's a ram surrounded by flames, and it's pretty badass. Check it out. Have I ever explained the origins of shepages on this year podcast? Probably not. Ah, so way back in high school, when I raised sheep with my very good friend Flea, hey Flea, we decided the singular of sheep would be shep, but we decided the plural of shep would be shepages. <laughs> oh, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> exactly. So the shepages. <laughs> Nice. Anyway, you mentioned something about a double buck. <clears throat> if you're going to sin, sin big. Yeah, baby. With 8% alcohol by volume and creamy richness, this brew has developed a serious cult following. Imagine that. A cult following in Utah. Inconceivable! <laughs> Alright, I'm going to pop my top. Oh, my top! Mm, this one sounds a little more difficult with the... Uh... Oh, shit! All right. Sorry, I started to foam up there a little bit. The We're going to do a very gentle pour because it seemed a little foamy. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh, that is a beautiful, beautiful color. It's a really nice, deep, r- lots of ruby highlights, dark brown, but damn near clear. It's got a very, ooh, oh. very like malty aroma, almost cereal. Yeah. It's got a light khaki colored head. It's very malt forward, almost no hop aroma. It's just sweet, sexy, boozy beer. Yeah, we love box and we love doppelbox. It's it's like caramel, Mm -hmm. liquid caramel with 8% alcohol. Yeah, a little bit of like graininess to it, but like Mm. in like a, not in a displeasing way, in a very pleasing way. Like it it gives it it like a biscuittiness. Yeah, it rounds out the mouthfeel a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it's like a little... uh, it's one of those shortbread cookies with a little bit of caramel yes. on it. Yes. There you go. Yeah, it's fucking delicious. Oh, so good. Devastator Doppelbach. We need to figure out how to get this by the keg. Right. <laughs> Since Anchor doesn't want to make box anymore. Although we did find the one. Oh boy, guys. There is a box. It's a bottle of beer <laughs> that hasn't been made in five, six years? Yeah, four or five, yeah. <laughs> it's been a few years since it's in production, so maybe I'll we'll save that one for the Patreon exclusive. 
which you can find at patreon.com slash eilf movies that's everything i learned from movies and for two dollars a month you get access early access to all of our episodes and a bunch of bonus episodes yeah bonus episodes babe yeah would you be interested in any fun facts you mean fun facts super fun facts because the fun fun facts those are the ones <gasps> the funnest facts that ever fact in the history of facting what's fact Facts. let's get fact let's get fact up <laughs> all right babe steve rotten tomatoes oh boy what do you think the critics gave this movie Oh, goodness. Oh, the the critics don't like this movie. The critics aren't going to like this movie. 22. 33. Ooh. So you're close. I'll, I'll take that as a win. Uh, what about the audience score, though? Hmm. It was going to be tough. They had it ruined for them in the commercials. So I think it's going to be low, too. Let's do 42. 54. I'll count hey. that as a win, too. $200 million budget. Yeah. 125 in the U.S., but 371 worldwide, so kind of kind of par for the course. It kept it, the Terminator franchise alive. Actually, it stopped it for a good decade <laughs> 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 until Genesis came out, like uh, 17, I want to say. But yeah. All right. Do we need to talk about Genesis? Coming next week. <laughs> Uh, special effects wizard Stan Winston died during filming of this movie, Aww. making this the last film he worked on. That's even sadder. All right. Terry Crews was cast as Captain Jericho. Woo! Uh, but his scenes ended up being cut from the final film. Aww. Uh, except for he is still visible in the one scene as a dead body left in the aftermath of a battle. <laughs> so I guess he's still got credit. He yeah. still got paid. All right, babe. During filming in the summer of 2008, Christian Bale yelled and used profanity at cinematographer Shane Hurlbut, <laughs> uh, who was adjusting the light in the background while Bale was doing an intense scene and got distracted. Bale's tirade then, of course, was leaked to the internet. We'll put a little snippet of that in here. Kick your fucking ass! I want you off the fucking set, you prick! No, don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. The, the fuck are you doing are you professional or not yes i am do i fucking walk around and rip that no shut the fuck up bruce do i want no no don't shut me up am i gonna walk around and rip your fucking lights down in the middle of a scene then why the fuck are you walking right through ah uh, da 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 like this in the background what the fuck is it with you and after it was leaked uh bale publicly apologized for his remarks and insisted that he and hurl hurlbutt are on good terms. Oh, Hurlbutt. Yeah. All right, this was the first Terminator film to receive a PG-13 rating. According to director Mick G, though, he never aimed for a specific rating and simply shot the movie the way he intended, with full support from the studio. Cool beans. The film was initially rated R, but they found that by deleting just one scene where Marcus injured a couple of thugs, they could get a PG-13 rating. Cool, right? Yeah. Reasoning that The Dark Knight had been released the previous year with a PG-13 rating and made billions of dollars and nominated for Best Picture. Should have won. Oh, shit. Uh, they have felt, uh, without feeling compromised in any way, they decided the lower rating was appropriate. Another scene that was omitted was a topless scene for Blair Williams that Woo! got that they felt was a bit gratuitous, but would have made our... Uh, effect, gratuitous our, boobies. Our awards at the end, yeah. Um, and you know exactly where that scene was going to oh, be, right? Oh, 100%. Yep. 
Uh, both scenes were restored, though, in the extended edition of the movie. What? <sighs> Do we get to see some moon blood good boob? I think we may have to. <laughs> that is a lot of ooze. <laughs> so, babe. Steve. What did we learn from Terminator Salvation? I learned that uh, all you need to win the war against the robots is a good, strong heart. Mm. <laughs> I learned what death tastes like. Mm, Helena Bottom Carter, huh? Yeah, it's like kissing Helena <laughs> Bottom Carter. That's why Tim Burton's just vain in that shit. <laughs> just praying for sweet, sweet death. <laughs> oh, goodness. What else did I learn from this movie? Um, oh, I learned if you've got a gun, you better... If you're going to point a gun at, you, at somebody, you better be ready to shoot it. Yeah. I also learned... What am I going to tell the men? I'll be back. Ah, she said it. I also learned I don't like CG Schwarzenegger. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, most importantly, we found out how John got those scars. Yeah. <laughs> Wolves, just like Seal. Exactly. Wait, what? <laughs> Giant robotic wolves. <laughs> <laughs> well, babe. Thank you for watching this movie with me. I'm glad you got to see it. Yeah, I thought I thought I had seen it. And then when we got like five minutes into it, I'm like, oh, I've not seen this one. <laughs> Let's be fair. They all start the same. They all really do, yeah. <laughs> they all start on death row in some random prison with Helena Bonham Carter's. <laughs> and, then fat, and then flash forward to d- demonic robot killing field. Yeah. Da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> And also, thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate it. And if you enjoy hearing our stupid ramblings, <laughs> tell your friends about us. Yeah, please do. We'd love to talk with them, too. Uh, of course, you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. Ah, he said it! And uh, if you really want to help us out, check us out on Patreon. Uh, we're also sponsored by Frankie and Murr. Yeah, we are. So if you're uh, looking for any great essential oils and aromatherapy products, mm-hmm. just be sure to use the code UNTIDY at checkout and you'll save yourself 15% and help us out. Ooh, and orders over $35 ship free. Oh, fuck, that's so important. Yeah. And of course, my lovely wife makes amazing art. Yes, everything's over at untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. .etsy.com. I got all kinds of fun stuff over there. You should go check it out. And if you... Oh, I've got a huge sale going on right now oh, for the reopening of my shop. Everything's 20% off. Ooh. And I'm not sure if the coupon works with the sale. I don't think it does. But if the sale... If you missed the sale and you're hearing this, use promo code EILFM at checkout and it'll take 20% off on your order. EILFM? Yeah. EILFM. Oh, it's like everything I learned from movies. Everything I learned from E-I-L-F-M. movies. Interesting. Excellent. Well, excellent, until... excellent, excellent. Excellent. If you use promo code, excellent. <laughs> yeah, right. Excellent, excellent. You gotta say it twice. Oh, also, if you check out Untidy Venus on TeePublic, you'll find my shop with... Uh, you can find my art on all kinds of cool t-shirts and mugs and things. I also made us some uh, super cool EILFM shirts, oh, including right. a dinosaur made of the word excellent. Yes! Excellent. Excellent. And... Uh, our very own Diana of the Heme podcast, Heavily Ever Aftermath, has our Who's He Steve shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Yes, thank you all so much. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, and until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this, and this is... is Mr. Pickles. <laughs> this is everything I <laughs> learned from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. The jingling of his bell means death is on its way. <laughs> he is Steve. the harbinger of death. Steve, lick the cat. This is what death tastes like. Also, Helen Potter. Pass. <laughs>